Hey there, Nate Dickinson with you here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Coming up today, it's all football talk. Gophers pick up their first win of the season over the weekend against Illinois. We'll chat about what it means going forward for Minnesota, what we saw on that game in a 41-14 W, and also, can the Gophers realistically play their way back into Big Ten contention? We'll talk all about that today here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Gophers podcast. Plenty of positive stuff to talk about here today. As well, the Gophers got that win. That gives us lots of good stuff to discuss. Our program today is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, my name's Nate Dickinson. You can follow me on Twitter at NateOnKate. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOGoldenGophers. We've been doing a whole lot of retweeting of stuff right now, but we are preparing some things to make sure that that stays especially active with stuff from our show as well. But again, we're talking Gophers all day today as the Minnesota Gophers take down Illinois and improve to 1-2 and on the season. And at the very least, as we talked about at the end of last week, give the fans something to at least have some hope about because it hadn't really come at all over the first couple of weeks for this team. First, though, we'll get into what's going on with the Golden Gophers right now. Here at Locked On Golden Gophers, I promise to give you a half hour and everything you need to know packed into it every single weekday. So we start off every show with the news going on around Minnesota Gophers news. Starting with the women's hockey team, the Gophers announced they will play eight games before the end of the new year. The season opens on November 21st against Ohio State. Now that does mean that both the men's and women's hockey teams for the Minnesota Gophers will start up in the next two weeks. That's something that I think is running up on a whole lot of people, for one, but also a welcome sight for those Minnesota hockey fans. State of Hockey getting started back up again with the Gophers in a couple of weeks. On the basketball side, Minnesota Gophers transfer from Drake Liam Robbins is on the top centers of the country's watch list. Robbins was nominated as an an early watch list contender for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award, awarded to the top center in the nation every single year. The Gophers big man already getting some attention despite having yet played a game in the Big Ten. That's a look at what's going on around the Minnesota Gophers right now as we head into our Monday program. Once again, we're going to be talking Gophers and Illini all show today. Going to break things down really in our second segment more than anything else. But I did want to start just by looking a little bit bigger picture. And again, we'll look even bigger, bigger picture later on in the program when we talk about the rest of the season. But I do want to just look at this game as a whole right now. And just give you my overall thoughts before we really dive in. First off, I'm cautious after this win, I would say is the best feeling to describe what I have right now. Because going into it, there was really no hope, as I mentioned. After you lose to Maryland, the expectations are at the floor. You don't know what to expect out of a team. You hope you can beat up on an Illinois squad, and you hope that the Gophers can show some sort of signs of being the team they were last year. I guess that's the top, I guess, best case scenario you could hope for. Because really, there was nothing to suggest that so far. And to be fair, the Gophers gave you that. I mean, beating up on Illinois as much as the Gophers did all Saturday night was a testament enough that at least this team has something left in it. But I still wasn't super excited about what I saw from Minnesota. I mean, yeah, the offense was great. The offense has been great. Mo Ibrahim is still outstanding. We'll get to him in the next segment. He's the best running back in the Big Ten right now, if not the best running back in the country. But this team still allowed 181 yards on the ground. 
that's something I wasn't expecting to see, especially after how bad it had been in the first two weeks. I thought that, well, at least I hoped that the Minnesota Gophers would be able to shore up something on the run game. And I guess it did get a little bit better, but that's because it was as bad as it could have been before. And again, still 181 yards on the ground. The passing defense got a little bit better, but overall, it wasn't a great defensive performance, at least not the same kind of defensive performance that the scoreboard ended up indicating. I wanted to see a little bit more out of that defense. Again, the passing defense was great. They were playing against a fourth-string quarterback in Karan Taylor, but the passing defense was great. But I still think that there's plenty of problems on this team. I remember what I said last week about sounding off the alarm after that Maryland game. And I think what I said then still holds true. No matter how bad you beat Illinois, it wasn't going to turn off that alarm that sounded after losing to Maryland. That wasn't going to happen by beating another one of the Big Ten's bottom-of-the-barrel teams. This team still hasn't shown me anything that it's good at so far. It's shown that it can perform well in cases where you're playing against the bottom of the Big Ten, but at least as far as what Minnesota is good at, skilled at, how it will win games against good teams, I still don't know. It seems like the biggest thing is to hand the ball off to Mo Ibrahim, which again, we'll get to next segment. But other than that, this team hasn't shown any real strengths. Beating Illinois is nice, but I have yet to see the team do anything against legit competition. And part of that's just a uh, result of the schedule. You played at Maryland and then Illinois after opening the season against Michigan. But we now are going to get into some games where Minnesota can show that it's still got it for real, and not just that it can still do it against the worst of the worst. I'm hesitant when jumping back in on this team, and I'd suggest you be the same, because it's really, really easy to get burned after one week in which the team looked good, and not even just the team as a whole. I'm talking about like little things, like Mo Ibrahim was really good. He may be an exception because of how good he's been all year, but like the defense got five sacks. That's impressive and better than what it has been as far as putting pressure on the quarterback. But I'm not sitting here saying that this team's all of a sudden got a defensive line that's going to be able to get in on everyone. No. All I know is that this defensive line can get in on Illinois. That's really all you know about anything that the Gophers did well on Saturday night. It's the only thing you can take away. I would say that the only thing that I would think the Gophers did show over the weekend was that they're not one of those bottom of the Big Ten teams. If nothing else, you came out of Saturday thinking to yourself maybe, all right, Maryland was a bit of a fluke. We beat up on Illinois. We showed that we're not at the very least that 12th, 13th, or 14th worst team in the Big Ten. Now let's collect ourselves and get things ready for the future. Because again, the way the Big Ten season started, this is still anyone's conference to take. That's coming up in the last segment of our show as well. But in just a minute, we're going to talk about everything with the Big Ten matchup on Saturday between Illinois and Minnesota. Break down the box scores, what everyone did well and didn't do well. That's coming up in just a moment. But first, I think I might need to chill out. And when it's time for me to chill, I turn to the only beer that's literally made to chill. And that's Coors Light. When I need to watch the game over on a Saturday with the Minnesota Gophers playing and I want to hang out and relax while I'm doing it, I'll put the remote in one hand. Coors Light in the other. It's, again, literally made to chill, not just like chilling out either. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill, as crisp, as refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. 
Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Again, coming back after our break, we're breaking down the matchup between Illinois and Minnesota from Saturday. We can't take a lot away from beating the Illini. They're not the best Big Ten team. But what are some of the things that caught my eye on Saturday night? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Nate Dickinson here with the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Back again on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson here. Our program today brought to you by Built Bar. Once again, use the code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. Once again, we're going to break down the Minnesota-Illinois game right now. First win of the season for the Gophers. Minnesota coming into the game 0-2, of course, as was Illinois. It was Minnesota who asserted dominance early and often, though, takes home a 41-14 win. And really stuck to the game plan that he'd done so well for it in the first couple of games, despite not getting any wins. And that plan, give the ball to Mo Ibrahim, let him go to work, and pretty much repeat until it stops working. The Gophers have really just kind of adopted the Minnesota Vikings game plan. They just hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook until it stops working, and the Gophers have been doing the same thing over the past couple of games, and why not? He's been absolutely outstanding, looking like he's going to win the Walker Award right now if the game or the season were to end right now. But 224 yards and four touchdowns for the second straight game for Ibrahim and the Gophers on 30 carries this time. Remember, he carried the ball 41 times last year, so maybe... Minnesota could get him another back to kind of even those loads out, but as things stand, he's been outstanding. There's a whole lot of other pieces around that offense too, but with Mo Ibrahim doing what he's doing, why not keep doing it? (laughs) I mean, he's been outstanding so far. Why go away from plan A if plan A is still working? You can't complain about how the points are being scored if you know that they are being scored. And that's something I noticed and something I had fallen to over the last couple of weeks, too. Guys complaining about someone like Rashad Bateman not getting as involved in the offense in the first couple of weeks that maybe they maybe would have liked to have been. By the way, he had 10 catches, 139 yards, and a touchdown Saturday night. So he's back fine, too. But I heard a lot of people complaining about maybe Tanner Morgan not playing the way that he could have or should have over the last season. But I was one of those guys as well. I was last week saying, hey, Tanner Morgan was doing just fine, but fine's not good enough to win in the Big Ten. And I put a lot of the losses on outside of the defense, him being just average. But I think I was probably mistaken there. Because honestly, the offense has just been Mo Ibrahim carrying the ball every single time. Tanner Morgan has been fine. And he hasn't really had to do all that much as far as making plays goes, you know? So Ibrahim's been great. The team scored 44 points last week, put up 40-whatever-it-was. Was Was it 45, the final? 41 points in the 41-14 win on Saturday. So the offense has been just fine. And I think I was a little bit wrong to be criticizing Tanner Morgan for not being the exceptional quarterback he was last year because he really hasn't had to. The offense hasn't been the problem in this year. Mo Ibrahim's been outstanding, and if he's going to keep doing it, yeah, you go to him before you go to Tanner Morgan's arm every single time, especially when it's doing this well. So sometimes the way that the Gophers have been scoring their points or the way that Mo Ibrahim has been so outstanding has made Tanner Morgan look a bit like a Kirk Cousins kind of guy, someone who's just managing the game instead of actually being a playmaker. 
I think that's a bit harsh. And again, just another part of the scheme. He hasn't had to do the work. And it, it's something I've fallen for as well. I would like to see him do a little bit more because there are going to be games coming up where Mo Ibrahim won't be able to score 200 yards and four touchdowns. But I, I do think that Tanner Morgan, at least now going into his junior year, having some experience under center and quarterbacking this team and playing in big games as well, it's a little bit less important for him to get those reps in against a Maryland or an Illinois. So I'm okay with what Tanner Morgan's looking like right now, just because he hasn't really had to unload everything he's got so far. As far as the defense goes, as I mentioned in the opening segment, things still need to get better. On the run defense especially, because the Gophers let a guy in Mike Epstein who I almost called Matt because, again, he wasn't someone who was well-known around college football. He ran for 108 yards on 11 carries and a score. This is a player who, as a junior, is getting his first legitimate playing time really ever. He had gotten touches in games in previous years, but he had never gotten playing time in more than half of the games in a season before he started getting the main carries this year. That guy ran over this team for 9.8 yards per carry. It's not good enough. While Michigan has talented running backs, and Maryland even has talented running backs too, and a talented quarterback to go with it, giving up these kind of yards that the Gophers have been giving to any of these guys isn't acceptable. And while the defense as a whole looked a whole lot better than it has in the first two weeks, and at least proved that we're going to be able to not give up 40 points every time, give this offense a chance to win some games, I'm still not nearly convinced that it's going to be good enough to beat any sort of good team. The second another good team comes onto the field to play against the Minnesota Gophers, I'm going to be expecting another 35-40 point defensive effort out of Minnesota. Because again, as we mentioned before, beating Illinois doesn't prove anything to me. It proves that maybe you're not at the bottom of the Big Ten anymore. But honestly, congrats. Because remember where we were a couple weeks ago, thinking about Big Ten championship hopes and all that kind of stuff? That's all gone away, and that's not something that comes back right away, but also not something that leaves kind of the pit of your stomach right away either. You still feel pretty bad about how far this team has fallen, even if it does win this week and the week after. Because the start was so rough, I feel like there's always going to be that doubt that something is going to go wrong at least until the Gophers can consistently prove that it won't be the case. One of the chances to prove that is this weekend against Iowa. By the way, at Friday, the Hawkeyes have been struggling on their own, too. They also picked up their first win of the year last week, though, against Michigan State. So we'll talk a little bit more about the rest of the Big Ten in a moment. First, though, hey, do you ever not have quite that energy to get going and do whatever it is you need to do, whether it's recording a podcast or just getting to work or going to work out after work? I'm always a before work workout kind of guy. But anywho, if you need that extra kind of jump in a package that tastes great too, I suggest heading over and checking out Built Bar. Not only do these protein bars have the outstanding things that you need to make sure that you're staying energized and doing it naturally without loading all sorts of nasty stuff into your body, Built Bar also tastes good too. They've got outstanding new flavors like cookies and cream and carrot cake, and your classics like orange raspberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate as well. They're soft and easy to chew. And really, that's what puts Built Bar over the rest for me. You can get your protein in a lot of ways. Everyone knows that. 
but with Built Bar, it just tastes good and it's good to eat as well. You don't feel like you're eating a protein bar when you're eating a Built Bar. Once again, the Built Bars are healthy as well. We're talking at least 17 grams of protein in every bar. Bars under 150 calories and you're getting low sugar and low carbs as well. None of that stuff you don't want, all the stuff that you do. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. That perfect combination of the natural energy you need and the great taste as well. Built Bar, my choice to make sure I'm energized and ready to go every single day. Coming up after the break, I've been saying all show that the Gophers beating the Illini over the weekend is nothing to get excited about, but next we'll throw all that out of the window. What do the Gophers have to do to get back to the Big Ten title game? Yeah, that's probably high hopes, but with the way the Big Ten started, it seems like it's anyone's conference right now. That's coming up in just a minute. Nate Dickinson here with the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Back again on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. I'm Nate Dickinson, your host every single weekday here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We're going to finish our show today by talking a little bit about the Big Ten as a whole. The Gophers are still just one and two on the season, and with everyone only playing Big Ten teams, that of course means a whole lot more early in the year as far as conference championships go. But the Gophers do still have a pathway to get themselves to the top of the Big Ten West. Now, it's obviously not as good as if they had been winning more games, but still, Minnesota looking right now like they may have an ability to control their own destiny. Now, I've been spending all program telling you pretty much about how a win over Illinois shouldn't get you too excited about anything. And again, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but after a couple of weeks, I feel like everyone was saying that the season was done for. 0-8, who knows how bad this team will end up being. And after Illinois, you at least were able to find the floor. You know, you hit the ground. Rock bottom, perhaps, and you can look back up again. Try to get an idea of, all right, how good is this team actually? But if we want to be optimistic... Talk about what the Gophers can do, not what they are likely to do or will do. But if you want to just look at what's possible, the Big Ten's still out there. Especially in a Big Ten West where Minnesota is still just middle of the pack right now. Iowa already has two losses. Nebraska already has two losses. Illinois already has three losses. And the only teams up ahead of the Gophers as far as the Big Ten West goes is Northwestern, Wisconsin, and now Purdue. Wisconsin, obviously the favorite going into the season, but one more missed game for the Badgers, and they're out of Big Ten title contention. Got to complete at least six games to be able to be eligible. Purdue's 2-0. They've already lost a game as well, and face off against the other undefeated team in Northwestern this weekend. One of those teams is going to have a loss to its name after this week. Minnesota still has to play both Northwestern and Purdue. And even aside from that, if you look at those other two teams with zero losses right now, Do you really feel like Purdue or Northwestern is just going to run through the Big Ten? No. It's not a team like an Ohio State or maybe what you thought a Michigan was earlier in the year or a Penn State. Now that they're 0-3, though, I don't know. But the Big Ten West is much more wide open, especially if Wisconsin ends up being out of the picture, which is, again, a ways away from actually happening. They have to miss another game, which they're going to try really hard not to do. But if Wisconsin is out of things... This is really anyone's conference still, even with the Gophers at two losses. Minnesota can beat Purdue, can beat Northwestern, and not only can beat them, but I feel like you're pretty confident in this team's ability to beat them if it's anything like what last year was. That's what all this is predicated on. 
if the Gophers can play anything like what they saw on Saturday night or what they saw all of last year for the rest of this year, then yeah, why not? Let's go 6-2. and two. Let's see if we can make a Big Ten title game. But if it's going to be anything like what we saw in the first couple of weeks for this team, well, obviously any hopes of winning out or being competitive in the Big Ten are gone. But if the Gophers can turn it around, there is a pathway there. There's a way to get yourself into the Big Ten title game. Again, you still got to play both Northwestern and Purdue. You got to beat Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Iowa outside of that. But you win those five games, and anything can happen in the Big Ten. I guess that's really the point, especially in the Big Ten West, especially in this season. Anything can happen, and we've already seen it. Penn State's 0-3. Michigan's 1-2. Maryland isn't looking like such a bad loss anymore. Michigan isn't looking like such a good loss anymore. That's just the way that things go. They flip around in a course of two weeks' time. And if you're a Big Ten fan, you already knew this. But I just want to reemphasize again that while it was very easy to fall to the bottom and the lowest of lows with this Minnesota Gopher team, it can be just as easy to get back up to the top. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen again, but I just feel like this Gopher squad is better than the two losses it had its first two weeks. And it showed it against Illinois, to be honest. I don't know how good it is. I don't know what happens against Iowa this weekend. I feel like that's a nice little pacemaker for the Gophers again. All right, we realize that we're not terrible, terrible. We can beat up on Illinois. Now what can we do against an Iowa team that's really struggled to start the season? I feel like that's a nice way to make the next step forward by playing Iowa. But we'll talk more about the Hawkeyes and the matchup this Friday later on in the week. This has been the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers. Follow my personal account at Nate on Kate. We'll be back tomorrow, as always, with another podcast every weekday. You give us a half hour of your time, we'll give you everything you need to know about the Gophers. Nate Dickinson here with the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast.